Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving seems like it should be easy enough. Many parents teach their children this school, this skill early, before they go to school, with these words. What do you say? Thank you. Giving thanks is polite. Failing to give thanks is impolite. But being polite is one thing, and being sincere is another. What if you don't feel like giving thanks? Not feeling like giving thanks is actually very common. Sometimes things don't go the way we wish they would go. Why don't things go the way we, they why do things go the way they go? Is it as a matter of luck? The Bible says nothing about luck. The Bible in fact makes it clear that God is the one who does everything. So if something bad happens to you, if someone is taken away from you, if something is withheld from you, then this is not because you are unlucky. God being God means that he does all things. You can see this in the readings tonight. In our first reading from Deuteronomy, Moses is talking to the people about what has happened for the last 40 years. The Israelites were supposed to go directly from Egypt to the land that God had promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they were prevented from doing so. And who was it that prevented them from doing so? God did. Moses says in our reading, Remember the whole journey on which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness in order to humble you and to test you. God humbled them. God made them hungry until he fed them with manna. Paul, in our second reading, spoke about his varying circumstances. Sometimes he had very little. Sometimes he had more than he needed. Sometimes he was full. Sometimes he was hungry. And who is responsible for that? Well, Paul was a tent maker. It sounds like he worked awfully hard. He did that so that he could pay the bills while preaching and teaching as an apostle. So you might think, well, Paul is responsible for whether he had enough. But things happen. Walmart moves into town selling a whole bunch of tents that were made in China. And there are accidents, and there are thefts, there are riots, and so on. A person could get sick. Well, then, maybe he could get some insurance. Or maybe the government could give him a bailout. Maybe he could go to the doctor. Maybe he could go to the psychologist or the psychiatrist. And God likes to work through ordinary means, and so God can work through things like that in order to provide relief. But you've probably experienced at some point, or maybe even experiencing it tonight, 
that you don't feel like giving thanks. Things aren't going the way that I want them to. At this point, I could respond with, what do you say? And if I wanted to be insistent, I could make a case, too. And it's not that hard. All I have to say is, it could always be worse. Yes, indeed. It can always be worse. And look at all that nice stuff you have. Why, there are starving children in Africa who would just love to have what you have. There. You see? Now be polite. But this, again, is avoiding what is really going on. It's just a variation of that lucky-unlucky theme. You're not unlucky. I'll convince you that you're lucky. And just how, look how lucky you are. You're so lucky. And you know what? Chances are you'll stay lucky, too. You just have to look on the bright side of life. So be polite and say thank you. And we'll all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. It will be a wonderful Thanksgiving because we won't have to bother our heads about God being God, about God being in control of all things. We won't have to worry about anybody not feeling like giving thanks because they're obviously not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not following the rules. They're being impolite. We should all just keep it light and keep it fun. And then the next day we can shop until we drop. Christian Thanksgiving, as opposed to what we'd maybe call American Thanksgiving, is deeper, more intense. Christian Thanksgiving is going to have to wrestle with God working all things. Sometimes he makes us happy. Sometimes he makes us sad. Sometimes he gives. Sometimes he takes away. And luck has nothing to do with it. Neither does having lots of stuff. Shopping is a very poor substitute for having a relationship with God. The one thing that the Israelites couldn't do while they were in that desert wilderness with Moses was shop. They had nothing to buy. And that was very hard on those Israelites. They wanted to shop very badly. They wanted to shop so badly that they wished that they could go back to Egypt. True, they were slaves there, but every now and then they could afford to buy a melon or some garlic. Not so in the wilderness. In the wilderness, they had to survive in that desert by God giving them manna every day. And they couldn't even store that up. If they tried, it would spoil. And Moses, in our reading, tells us why God did this to them. He says that God fed them manna to teach them that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Now, does that sound familiar to you? It, it should, maybe. That was the scripture that Jesus quoted to the devil 
when he was tested in the wilderness. Jesus fasted for 40 days and he was hungry. And the devil told him, well, just turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. The devil was basically saying to Jesus that he could have it all. He could have his best life now. All that he needed to do was to make use of the resources at his disposal, develop his potential, and then, simple as that, no more sadness. Jesus is basically telling the devil that happiness, that is, the state of being blessed, is much more than the pursuit of property. Paul also says something very similar in our second reading. He says, I have learned to be content in any circumstances in which I find myself. I know what it is to live in humble circumstances, and I know what it is to have more than, a lot, more than enough. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation while being full or hungry, while having plenty or not enough, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, perhaps that last little bit sounds familiar to you, too. It's not uncommon for folks to snip that verse out of its context and put it on walls and on decorations. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, although I've seen that on many a decoration, I've never seen a decoration that has its context, that says, I will be content while being hungry. I will be content while not having enough. I have a feeling a decoration like that just wouldn't sell very well. But snipping out that verse from its surrounding context really changes the meaning of that verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you just hear that little bit, it makes it sound as though I can change stones into bread. I can make things just so for myself, however I want them to be for myself. If I develop my potential, with Christ's help, of course, I can do miracles. But the actual meaning of Paul's words is that if there's a miracle here, it's that he's content in much less than perfect circumstances. Even if he should be hungry. Hungry because he doesn't have enough money to buy something to eat. He's content. This is not because he's a stoic or because he likes pain. It's because he knows God in our Lord Jesus Christ. He does not live on bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Being content and giving thanks in sad and uncomfortable situations is supposed to be part of our experience as Christians. It's not something strange. It's supposed to be that way. The God who reveals himself in the scriptures tells us that he is 
a father who disciplines his children. Moses, in our reading, says, So know in your heart that just as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Therefore you are to keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by revering him. Now suppose that we're at the Thanksgiving table and we go around the table and everybody says what he or she is thankful for and then it comes to you and you say, I'm thankful for God disciplining me. I'm thankful for God causing me pain, humbling me. Thereby he has brought me back to faithfulness and the keeping of his commandments. Well, that would be breaking the rules for what you're supposed to say in that situation. That's not how you're supposed to be thankful as far as this American holiday is concerned. However, it would be refreshing. Refreshing as something that's actually true and not merely polite. When the scriptures are taken seriously, there's no escaping the fact that God deals with those he loves like a father disciplines his son. Life is not a matter of luckiness or unluckiness. Stuff doesn't just happen, nor is it the case that so long as we have enough resources at our disposal, we can keep ourselves happy. It is instead the case that God makes us hungry so that we may be fed. He makes us sad so that we may be glad. The bones that he breaks eventually make us rejoice. Through all of this, it is so that we may learn that we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Knowing God is so much more important than going shopping. Know God, therefore, and give him thanks. And don't just be polite. Thank him also for discipline, for humbling you. Sad, humble times are the times when things get corrected, spiritually speaking. That is when we grow in our knowing of God. It's actually during the good and easy times that people forget God. Hard times are when we almost have no other choice than to be knocking at his door because we're at the end of our rope. And since we aren't that great of human beings who don't otherwise knock on the door like that, it's almost exactly what the doctor orders. Paul, in the same chapter from which our reading came tonight, says in another well-known verse, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'll say it, rejoice. The key word, of course, is always or at all times. We know how to rejoice when the money's coming in. Rejoice at all times, in trouble and when trouble is past knowing that we do not live by bread alone, but by the word that comes from the mouth of our God, knowing him and knowing his good and gracious will toward us and our Lord Jesus Christ, that he's for us 
and not against us, that he's like a father who disciplines us, gives you the power to be content in amazing circumstances. Indeed, you can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. The peace of God that transcends all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.